Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, there we go. Uh, we are continuing to watch uh, things play out uh, in Ukraine and now in Poland with uh, two missiles uh, hitting there in Poland. Uh, we're going to keep our eye close on that as breaking news happens. Uh, we will continue to bring that to you throughout the day today. And, and as you look at all the things that are happening internationally, from China to Russia to Iran, uh, the United States faces serious threats around the world from authoritarian regimes But when it comes to our own security and defense, uh, is it just the federal government that's responsible for our safety? What role does Utah have to play in all of that? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As we are talking about defense in particular, aerospace for sure, former U.S. Ambassador and National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien spoke with us at Inside Sources earlier today about a new position that he has taken as the chairman of the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. Of course, we had Aaron Starks on a few weeks ago as that organization continues to drive forward. Uh, But having the former ambassador and national security advisor, Robert O'Brien, be the chairman of that is a significant development here in the state of Utah. Uh, It's also one that has a lot of uh, national security focus in, in terms of what is going on today, the things that the United States is facing around the world. Uh, as I mentioned, Inside Sources had the opportunity to sit down with uh, Robert O'Brien earlier today, uh, talking about uh, his being named as the new chairman of the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. So we want to go to that interview. Uh, he says that the strong ties to Utah uh, that he has were part of that and that he believes Utah is the perfect place for the defense industry to thrive. Well, look, I couldn't be more pleased than first to be on KSL this morning. So thank you for having me. And uh, two, to be involved with the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. Utah is a very special state, as, as all your listeners know. And, and as I well know, my daughters went to school there. I spent some time in school in Utah. I'm at home there. And so it's a, it's a very important place to, to my family. And, and Utah brings with it tremendous uh, assets, mainly the people of Utah. We've got a young population, a very smart population. We've got great universities and a budding defense industry, and I think it's and a lot of patriotism. So I think it's going to be a, a great place for defense contractors and companies to do business in the future. A lot of them have already started and found Utah, but we'd like to really promote Utah to the, the broader defense community. 
O'Brien said that there are some challenges the defense industry is facing right now, everything from supply chains and workforce issues, and discussed how Utah could play a key role in combating and overcoming some of those challenges. There are two big challenges. The first challenge is supply chain. It, it's We had a very tough time since COVID, and especially since so much of the supply chain originates outside of the United States, it's been tough for our defense contractors to get the parts and equipment and components that they require to, to build our, our high-end platforms to keep our warfighters safe and allow them to protect us. Number two, we're seeing with defense contractors around the country, uh, it's very difficult for them to find a skilled workforce, uh, folks that have a STEM background, engineering background, but also the vocations, the, the welders and the uh, assembly line professionals who can uh, assemble very intricate and, and complex systems. And so that's been a, a tough thing. So America has to spend more money on training our kids and young people in STEM. And we also need to have vocational schools. And I think that's an area where Utah can really, really has an advantage. The tremendous university is there. As we continue our conversation with former National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, who is now the chairman of the Utah Aerospace and uh, Defense Association, uh, we talked about China uh, in the context that uh, China has really morphed into something new, something different uh, that defense is going to have to deal with. The, the challenge from China is that we, we've never faced a challenge like this before in our, in our country's history. They're a massive power, massive economy. They're committed to world domination. And that doesn't mean there'll be Chinese troops everywhere, but they want everyone to acknowledge Xi is the equivalent of the, the emperor of the Middle Kingdom. They're committed Marxist Leninists. They plan out years in advance, uh, unlike uh, Americans and, and other Westerners who you know, sometimes are on a quarter to quarter, year by year, or election cycle by election cycle planning time frame, they're, they're looking 10, 20, 30 years out. There's a significant threat to our friends in Taiwan, which is a wonderful democracy in, in Asia. Uh, China wants to, to take it over and dominate it. We've pledged to, to help the Taiwanese do whatever they can to defend their sovereignty and, and defend their, their democracy. And so there's some real challenges coming out of, of China. And then there's also things like the pandemics. We've had four or five pandemics from SARS to covid the avian flu come out of China, the public health menace, and the trade issues. Our supply chain is tied up in China, and we can't be dependent on communist China to supply American industry. So we're going to have to start moving our supply chain back. And that's another place where what way that Utah is going to, be able to play a key role as, as American companies in tech and defense and uh, manufacturing move back to America. Utah is a terrific place for them to set up shop. One of the other interesting things that uh, former National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien shared with inside sources today was actually around TikTok. Uh, And, of course, it's deep ties to China. And he broke down how the Chinese could use us in a number of ways, some that are chilling and surprising. TikTok's very dangerous for for three reasons. One, it obtains all your personal data off your phone. When you sign your term of use with them, you give them everything, your passwords, your location, all that sort of thing. And that's all accessible by the Communist Party of China for every American. Number two, it tracks your whereabouts. And especially for our men and women in the military uh, service, pilots, surface warfare, warfare officers on Navy ships, for their families in China, if there's ever a war, we'll be able to geolocate our key personnel and maybe take them out before they ever get to their planes. So uh, that's a real serious concern. And then third, TikTok drives divisions among us. It, its algorithms are set up to stoke political divisions, to divide the American people instead of bringing us together. In China, the TikTok algorithm encourages people to study math and go to spelling bees and get involved in civic activities. And here in America, it 
creates political division, but it also celebrates alcoholism and partying and and maybe not our best values. And so for, for a lot of reasons, TikTok should be banned, just like we did, and just like Prime Minister Modi in, in India, uh, the largest democracy in the world, banned TikTok because it's, it's bad for democracy and bad for national security. Robert O'Brien, again, he's the new chairman of the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. I think this is a real critical uh, piece to the puzzle and great for the state of Utah. And, of course, as we chatted with him uh, earlier today, uh, we went to Ukraine. What's happening, why it matters, where the failures have been, and most importantly, what comes next? Well, unfortunately, we failed to deter Russia from invading Ukraine, and that was unfortunate. But since Russia did invade Ukraine, the American taxpayers and the American people have been very supportive of Ukraine. And I have been as well, and we've supplied them with over $40 billion in military equipment. We're really serving in our old role of being the arsenal of democracy. I mean, the great thing about the Ukrainians is the Ukrainians are fighting themselves. They're fighting for their country. They're fighting for their freedom and for their sovereignty and their liberty. And they're only asking for for weapons from us so that they can take the fight to the Russians. They're not asking for our sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, moms and dads to go fight for them. Uh, they're, They're doing the heavy lifting themselves. And they're having tremendous success. And we want to applaud the Ukrainians. I mean, to, to watch those scenes from the liberation of Kyrgyzstan over the past several days has been very heartwarming. But they're going to need, need continued assistance. I think there's bipartisan support for that. And, again, I think our role there is to, is to supply the Ukrainians, not fight for them. Let them take the fight to the Russians over their own country. And, uh, and we should stand behind them the, uh, you know, the extent we can. That also sends a message to China with respect to Taiwan that we're not going to stand behind and see China extinguish the democracy in Taiwan. So really important in this conversation. Uh, obviously, earlier today, President Zelensky outlined Ukraine's peace conditions at the G20 today. There was a 10-point plan that he laid out, uh, including uh, war crimes tribunals against uh, Russian leaders. Uh, Russia, of course, responded with a massive uh, series of missile strikes across the country. And we're monitoring all the things that have happened there, including a missile hitting inside of Poland, killing two uh, that we're waiting for full confirmation on. It seems uh, that that is part of that. Uh, And so Inside Sources asked Robert O'Brien, again, from his unique perspective as a former national security advisor, what he thinks is going to happen in the winter ahead. Uh, What does that mean? And what is it that we should be looking at as the United States? Well, I think the war is going to continue for some time until the Russians decide that they have to come to the table. And, and I think it's very important for us to be modest and, and have some humility and realize that the Ukrainians have probably lost 100,000 men and, and women uh, to uh, injury or uh, death, uh, killed in action as a result of, of them trying to defend and liberate their own country. And so I think it's arrogant for us to step in and tell them when it's time to negotiate. I think we have to leave that to the, the Ukrainians. And when the Ukrainians decide it's a good time to go to the table, uh, I think we should be there to support them as their their partners. But you're, you're correct when you talk about the winter. This is going to be there's going to be terrible sacrifices that the Ukrainian people are going to have to pay for their freedom, and it's going to be people are going to freeze to death. Uh, the Russians have there was a shortage of fuel to begin with. Now the Russians are targeting electrical systems and infrastructure and apartment complexes and and ter- terrible uh, things to try and break the will of the Ukrainian people. But they're also targeting folks in places like the Czech Republic and Romania and Bulgaria and Slovakia and Poland uh, who have been courageous in supporting Ukraine. And so it may be a very cold winter. I, I don't think the morale of the Ukrainians or the Eastern European allies is, is going to break. I think they're going to take these sufferings and depri- deprivations and, and get through them to the spring. 
and, and can continue to fight Russian oppression. But it's going to be a tough winter for our friends in Europe. We need to keep them in mind and do whatever we can to help them. As you know, on this program, when we get to important conversations, we're willing to stay with the question just a little bit longer, and that's what we're going to do. Following a quick commercial break, we'll come back and continue our conversation with Robert O'Brien, former U.S. ambassador, former national security advisor. He's the new chairman of the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. Uh, So much happening in the world today that connects to aerospace and defense. Uh, We'll continue our conversation coming up next. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're going to stay with the question uh, just a little bit longer today. That is the key on some days to get to the deeper answers. And uh, we just had the opportunity earlier today as Inside Sources to have a conversation with Robert O'Brien. Of course, most of you recognize Robert O'Brien as a former U.S. ambassador, former national security advisor. And uh, recently, he was named the new chairman of the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. Uh, And that's an important thing for a vital and growing industry here within the state of Utah. And uh, opportunities uh, are very rich in that space. And so we want to continue this because on a day like today where there is so much happening internationally, you look at where the president is, conversations that he's having. Obviously, we're keeping our eye very close on what is happening uh, with Russian missile attacks into and all across Ukraine. Uh, reports, of course, of, of some of those uh, going into Poland and some potential cas- casualties there. We're working to make sure all of those have been uh, confirmed by the Defense Department. Uh, and then what happens next as a result of that? So it's an important day to be thinking about defense. It's important to be thinking about uh, America's place in the world and Utah's place within all of that. And that is very much uh, where Robert O'Brien has been spending a lot of his time and attention. And so we continued the conversation. We looked at Iran, uh, explaining and looking at uh, the threat they've become in the Middle East, uh, the impact they're having with drones on Ukraine, uh, and uh, why uh, some of these things are just real challenging and could prove to be difficult and quite thorny for the United States. Well, Iran is a, is a very dangerous threat to the United States, it's a threat to our partners in the region, especially to the, the great people in the state of Israel, which Iran has said is their national goal to annihilate and to destroy the Holy Land uh, and, and destroy the Jewish people. And so uh, Iran's a very dangerous foe. Uh, they're very motivated. They have proxies and revolutionary guards in places as far afield as Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Yemen. Uh, they control four Arab capitals now in, in Yemen and, and Syria and Baghdad and, and Lebanon. So it's become a very menacing regional power. They're uh, using any money to get from sanctions relief to build drones that are being used now in places as far afield as Ukraine. It's a very dangerous threat. We should in no way go back to the JCPOA, which would only legitimize Iran as a nuclear power in several years and, and give them massive sanctions relief. And the Iranians have already shown the last time they did the JCPOA that They'll take those, those hundreds of billions of dollars in sanctions relief and plow it into terrorism and not use it for the betterment of the Iranian people. We also uh, asked Brian about uh, the protests taking place in Iran and what the U.S. role should be. And just quickly on the, the protests that are taking place, these women in Iran are incredibly courageous, standing up for their rights. Uh, we, we need to be a beacon of liberty. We need to support them. We should not throw a lifeline to the regime at the same time as the women of, of Iran are standing up for themselves. And it, it kind of amazes me that there are so many people on the left that claim to be for women's rights, 
but but they're not supporting the women of Iran who are literally being killed because of their gender, because they don't want to wear a headscarf, or who claim they're for human rights, for gay LGBT rights, and gays and lesbians are being tied to lawn chairs and thrown off buildings to, to their death in, in Iran. They're being hung by cranes. You know, for, for anyone who supports women's rights or LGBTQ rights and, and, and is supporting the JCPOA and supporting the administration and its policies on Iran, it, it, that really makes no sense. And I, I question their real commitment to those if, if it's not just a political talking point. Because if you really care about women's rights and you really care about human rights, you're going to be a foe of Iran and you're not going to want to throw the regime a lifeline. I think that's such a crucial thing. We'll come back to that topic uh, later on this week in terms of Iran, the Iran nuclear deal, what the administration is doing on that front, uh, because I I think the former national security advisor uh, was spot on uh, in terms of what's happening and what we can tolerate and what we cannot do is throw that regime a lifeline uh, and enable them to continue to do what they have been doing, uh, which is against all human rights. Uh, also interesting, as uh, we continued our conversation with Robert O'Brien, he said he has very high hopes about America and its place in the world. And within that, what Utah's role is going to be, uh, particularly as it relates to the defense industry and that important part uh, of American defense. Oh, look, I'm an optimist about America. I think we're the I believe, like Ronald Reagan did, that we're the, the beacon of liberty, that we're the last best hope for mankind and, and womankind on Earth. And America is going to continue to play a critical role, whether it's with a Republican or Democrat president, that doesn't matter. What matters is we stand for freedom and the rule of law and, and human rights. And, and we stand up against the bullies. We stand up against the Putins and the Ayatollahs and the Gs that would change our way of life, that would take away our religious liberty, that would take away our freedom, our freedom of speech, our freedom of uh, all the freedoms guaranteed by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And that's where our defense companies come into play. And you asked earlier about how do we stay ahead of the Chinese? Uh, and how do we maintain our, our edge and, and protect our people and keep America safe? That's with innovation and ingenuity. And, and no one's better than that in the world than Americans. And, and Utah is becoming, you know, kind of the second Silicon Valley with uh, all the great tech companies. But we're also going to become a very important locale for defense contractors. I mean, we've already got companies like Sencor and Hexel and Northrop and Rylex and Dorsey Whitney and Ram Aviation, Colliers, uh, even the Larry Miller companies are involved, Zions Bank, it's funding these things. And then we've got some great universities like, you know, BYU and University of Utah, but also Weber State and uh, Utah State and, and other, other great schools in the, in the state. Finally, uh, Robert O'Brien said that uh, he's going to be part of spreading the word that Utah is the place uh, for companies and contractors in the defense and aerospace industry. When I look at, at the, the climate in Utah, the patriotism, the hard work, the young workforce, the great university systems, you know, if, if you're going to build a manufacturing plant or you're going to have a big you know, center for defense, you need to be in Utah and you should be there. And that's the message I'm going to try and, and spread across the country and across the world, or at least across the world to our allies in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, the UK, our five IS partners, but also Japan and, and our NATO allies. So, you know, Utah is a, a great destination. It's a great place to do business. I don't know if you watched the premiere of Yellowstone, but if one of the lawyers said something about Utah, and the guy said the difference between Utah and Montana is Utah wants to do business. Here they want business to leave, and it was a kind of a cute uh, pop culture reference to Utah, but it, but it really is true, and Utah does want to do business. We want to be in the defense and aerospace business and the cyber business, and uh, we've got great companies that, that have a foothold here, but I think it's something we can expand. And by the way, I think that's going to be great for the people of Utah. I think it's going to strengthen the economy. It's going to provide more jobs allow high-paying jobs and allow young families who are starting out to get homes and, and and stay in Utah and not have to move somewhere else that they don't want to to get a great job at a great company. And so 
I, I think it's going to be terrific for the defense industry, but it's also going to be really great for the people of Utah to, to have these high-paying jobs where they feel like they're contributing to the national security of the United States of America. And so I, I, I'm very enthused about uh, the new position. I look forward to working with the, the CEO of, of the association, Aaron Starks, and, and all the great people, uh, you know, Kay Hall from Zions Bank and you know, Adam Fife from, from Sancorn and all the others who are uh, involved in this, in this organization. It's going to be a, a terrific opportunity to do some great things for Utah, but also for, for the USA. It's our conversation with Robert O'Brien, former National Security Advisor and the new chairman of the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. Crucial conversations on a crucial day here on Inside Sources. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.